All right, welcome back to another episode of the Four Train Savages podcast. This is episode number 23, and we have a now recurring guest, our boy Stanzo, uh, Bronx Pinstripes contributor. Nick, what's going on, man? How we doing? Thanks Always for coming feels, back on. Of course. Thanks for having me. feels good to be back. Let's talk some baseball. Absolutely. More specifically, Yankees baseball. Last time we had you on, uh, I believe the season ended. And it wasn't the greatest. And we were talking about, you know, the Cleveland series and Tampa and where we had to go from there. And the biggest thing was obviously for most Yankee fans, it was signing DJ LeMayu. We got him back. We talked about it in our last pod. Six years, 90 mil. Bro, we were talking about how great, uh, like, when, when Tyler and I were going back and forth and we were talking about, like, what is going to be happening with the years. Like, hearing that it's five years, six, six years possibly, we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's going to cost a lot of money. But 90 mil, you can't, 50 mil a year, you can't pass on that at all. No, that was awesome. I mean, when I saw the reports come out, because I woke up to, like I'm sure you guys did, the report that the Yankees and DJ were working out a deal is going to be done. People were saying maybe 490, 4110. I was like, that's ah, a little steep. And then they're like, oh, it's actually going to be five or six years. And I was like, holy shit, like, what are we doing? But six years, 90 million, it couldn't have been a better contract, I think, for both sides. I think that's the perfect agreement given where DJ's at in his career and given where the Yankees are at trying to compete and win a championship. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was I was bugging out when I saw that and I was like whoa 90 million that's great a great deal but um like a little more with that I I guess like when I initially and what thinking about like crosstown rivals we saw like the Mets do that signing and or trade and also getting Carrasco I was initially saying kind of as a future thing and I think we talk, talked about it on the last pod because I'm still a little concerned with Glaber at short but honestly in these next couple of years it's win now mode so we needed him immediately after they made that Francisco Lindor deal um, I was thinking you know that could have been a nice thing to have Lindor and then Glaber back at second and then Gio at third uh, what do you think of the Mets dude like what did you think like maybe was that in play for you a little bit I, I think I saw a couple of tweets of you talking about maybe Lindor coming over and trying to make those deals happen we're yeah, dreaming so, too hard. We, we, we always are, man. We're Yankee fans. You know, I'm not going to be tweeting about Freddie Galvis every day to come yeah. play shortstop <laughs> here. So, no, listen, of course, I thought Lindor could have been a nice option. I mean, he's one of the probably the best 10 players in baseball. He's a switch hitter, electric defensively. He's only 27. So, yeah, of course. But at the same time, I kind of knew where we were at with the luxury tax. DJ coming back seemed like it was going to happen the entire time. I didn't think Lindor was really an option. So when I saw Lindor got traded to the Mets, I was like, oh, okay, that's a good move for them because I had already said the whole time, I was like, just given the teams that need a shortstop, the teams that are going to be able to pay Lindor, I think the Mets make the most sense. So I was like, that's cool. And then I saw Carrasco was in the deal, and I got mad because I was like, that would have been the Yankees offseason in one trade had Brian Cashman done that because Cookie Carrasco to me is a perfect – like. Number two guy, I think he's making like 14 mil a year the next couple of years. He eats innings, he strikes guys out, he stays healthy, which this team is allergic to do. And the only time he missed games was when he had leukemia last year, which he came back and pitched anyway. So I really wanted Cookie Carrasco, but then I kind of calmed down a little bit, especially seeing what DJ got. 
it's probably going to be half of what Lindor gets. I think he's going to get 30 mil a year. So I was disappointed the Yankees missed out on Cookie Carrasco, but at the end of the day, if you look at how the Indians do business, they've traded all their guys essentially to National League teams aside from Corey Kluber. So I don't know that he was in play in general, but – Heat of the moment. I wasn't mad about Lindor. I was furious that Cashman didn't get Cookie Carrasco. They hate yeah. good players, the Indians, dude. They really do. Mm-hmm. Beaver's <laughs> going to probably be on his way out, dude, soon. I, I mean, yeah, something is wrong with I, – I, I was talking about it with my buddy. I completely forgot that, like, the Dolan family owns them too. Mm-hmm. Of course. So, I'm just – I when the I Indians? heard that – yeah, they have. I like had ties. no idea. No, but it makes complete sense now. <laughs> I, I saw it. My buddy posted it on That's Instagram. That's so dangerous. And I go, I go, wait, like James Dolan for the Knicks too? And I'm, that makes so much sense now. I think I was we're like, all. Oh my goodness. Are we all Knicks fans right now here? Too? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. We are. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, we were just we just almost got over 500 yesterday. Yeah. We got Things the are looking up. Yeah. 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 We got the Yankees. Yo, that shirt by the way is fire. Oh, you like that? It? You Shout gotta out. show it off a little bit. That did you get Shout that? Friday from, beers. Do they sell that shirt on Friday beers? Or they should you? still. Yeah, I have two Friday beers shirts. They're both Derek Jeter shirts. Oh, I have like my. a Jeter and A Rod one, and then this one. So that, that is, is my, fire. Am fire. I like completely out of the loop with whatever the hell? I didn't even know Friday beers was a company. Oh my I've, god! Dude, I've yeah. heard the thing like Friday beers and seen like memes every weekend. You don't follow them on Instagram, dude? No. Oh. Dude, if you have like hours <laughs> to kill on Instagram, I'm not even kidding when I tell you their videos haven't missed once. Like they are just yeah. hilarious. Like, I, if you I'm need to, to kill time, right go now. watch the compilate or the the um the photo thread that they post every Thursday night or like Thursday afternoon. It's just oh, dude, takes my have, day every have, day. That, that happens followers. so good they, and mm-hmm. at one point we won't get too deep into it but i thought it was hilarious how at one point they followed Dulipa, and then or Dulipa, however the fuck you can pronounce mm-hmm. it but i think that's the correct way and then like the, she blocked them and then now they follow Haley. Stein. it's so funny because they would always roast her boyfriend so now they had yeah. to so like back yeah it was always like them and like Dua like breaking up yeah, yeah no so funny dude. shout dude. out shout out to I'm, friday beers i'm under Start a fucking fire, rock dude <laughs> Now you got to do some research after this pod. Um, I, I guess so. Back, back to some Yankees. Um, so, also the noteworthy thing that happened a day later, same day, later in the day, was Corey Kluber for 11 mil. Sign him to a one-year deal. Um, let's talk ourselves into it again. Yeah, no, let's Why talk not? <laughs> let's talk. So, yeah, Tyler, you got to take it away because you've been, like, talking yourself into the fact that Corey Kluber may return to – 2016 ability 2015 ability i don't know you you kind of were hinting at it i mean dude so from my my idea is i think it's like a massive overpay i think if you're gonna pay 11 mil you might as well go get tanaka for because i know it comes it came out that he wants like what 15 or 20 million if i if i'm not mistaken i think you could have grabbed him for like 13 maybe and then you get a guy that gives you at least 150 innings and you know 20 ish 25 starts Kluber, eleven million is a lot for a guy that's pitched one inning since two thousand eighteen. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I did look up that inning, and it was a flawless inning. <laughs> okay, one walk. So I guess you know that might have bumped him up like six mil. But um, I don't. <laughs> I'm totally joking, obviously. How do you feel about that, Nick? I mean, I can talk myself into it like any other fan of of the Yankees. Um, you know, kind of getting myself into that. It is a question mark, but if he can be himself, then that's a massive W for us. But at the end of the day, he also could make four starts and, and like never 
pitch again in pinstripes. You know, yeah. it could it yeah, could be exactly. a fat L. Exactly. We so. have just so many question marks right now. I'm just banking on we're bound to have like two of them pan out. <laughs> yeah, no, Tyler, you, you hit on a lot there and you're completely right. So my take on Kluber, to put it plainly, I like the move as long as it's not the last move Brian Cashman makes to address the rotation. If he really expects to go into a rotation where, yeah, you get Seve back in the summer. Yeah, you get Herman back. Those guys both haven't pitched since 2019 Mm -hmm. and in limited capacities in Severino's case. So Seve really hasn't pitched since 2018. You're talking about Schmidt Garcia, guys you can't depend on. And now Kluber, who's an injury risk. And that's a rotation where you lost Masahiro Tanaka, probably. You're losing James Paxton, even though he didn't pitch much last year. And even though he fucking sucks, J-Hap eight innings. So at the end of the day, you have Garrett Cole and question marks. And like you said, (laughs) I do think some of them will pan out. But adding a guy like Kluber is tough because I wouldn't be surprised if we're sitting here in a couple months, I come on with you guys, and we're talking about Kluber and how he had a 3-5 ERA through 160 innings, and he's starting game two, and we're comfortable with that. Listen, sign me up for that. Sign me up for that. Quite, uh, listen, quite, oh, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock you guys, what? right? Like, I'm not no. saying he's going to – uh, I of 60 not, innings might shock me. The man, I mean, listen, it kind of may shock me, dude. The dude's pitched eight games in two years. I don't know. Like, now he's old. How old is he? 33, 34? No, for I sure. Think. But if you look at what he was doing pre-injury, I'm talking okay. 200 innings. Like, and they were fluke injuries. So, no, I'm not saying he's going to get to that. But I'm saying I don't think it would surprise me if he is a – uh, a little bit worse version of himself durability okay. wise like yeah. so I, it, w- it wouldn't Fair shock enough. you right i'm not saying i mean that's what i'm hoping for i'm it hoping wouldn't shock for... you right yeah. yeah i think that's the plus side of it the 160 the, innings may the flip me. side of the coin is it also wouldn't shock you guys if in may we're saying wow i can't believe cory kluber started three games felt a pain in his shoulder and now he's on the shelf <laughs> yeah. so like so yeah. it, either one could happen so i like the low risk high reward move but at the same time, we have so many of those guys already. I need someone at this point, even at a minimum, who could just eat innings, who I know yeah. is going to go out and pitch six innings every so, day. So that's why the, the Joe Musgrove trade that just happened, I th- like that hurt me. I don't even want to say this because it might sound kind of dumb. It, lit- it, it took a little bit more out of me than the Lindor trade did because Musgrove was someone that I – like that was a fit for the Yankees. That was an actual dude that could go out there and pitch. And now we have Kluber and like four million to spend or whatever we actually have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so like w- now we're going to get like a little weird with the trade talk. But honestly, Nick, like I said this to Tyler, um, I kind of think why. So because we have so many question marks in the rotation and shit, right? How is it now? Like we, you know, we have Herman, Devi. Maybe Clark, if he gets called up, whatever. Now we have Kluber now. And with all the Castillo talk that, honestly, shout out to you that I think you kind of started this talk like four months ago or maybe however long ago when off-seasons kind of started. Um, So if we're going to go out and make that deal with Castillo, and I'm sure they were talking and they wanted Glaber Torres back, which is not going to happen on any any way like it's it can't Teams happen hate the yankees dude they, they yeah they're just like oh we'll take uh glaber torres from you absolutely not the padres like, get to give a kit kat and a <laughs> fucking diet pepsi <laughs> a yeah Petco gift card from yeah, yeah. Petco i two middle schoolers <laughs> so so like my th- <laughs> my thing is my thing is where 
if if we're gonna do a if we sign Kluber, what where is like obviously I want Castillo over Kluber, but why are we spending ten mil on Kluber and putting this guy in? Like it just didn't make any sense to me of why we would do this. And honestly, I probably would have been okay with giving Tanaka an extra four mil over Kluber because you know Tanaka is gonna make more. On the face of it, I would say Tanaka is probably gonna make more starts than Corey Kluber, but they decided to go with Kluber because he's a Cy Young winner and obviously has a better career, you know track record than Tanaka would overall I'd say but I don't know that's kind of where I was with okay so you signed Kluber but now you're gonna do all these Castillo moves like obviously I'd want Castillo for the right price and the right package but that's kind of where I was at like thinking wise why did we do the Kluber deal if we are gonna think about this so I don't know what you're I know you're a big Castillo guy and you got the Hendricks too the Hendricks uh deals out there possibly so so where are you at now with with all that kind of chatter so my main thing with everything you guys just said, and that's another thing about Kluber, is that I thought he was going to get like six or eight million. Eleven, like that takes us right there. Like I keep seeing a million different estimates of how much room we have. I think it's around five to six million left. So like theoretically, if you want the Yankees to leave any kind of room to add someone at the trade deadline, like they're done. Like no reliever, like no, like I, it even puts Guardy in question. Shout out like Mike Talkman and Greg Allen having to like pick up the slack, I guess. But yeah. that's why I, I'm still hoping that maybe they'll go a little bit over the tax. Like maybe Castro could say, look how we got the vaccine coming. We're going to have fans in the stands at some point. We don't need to go over 230, which is the next uh, threshold for the luxury tax. But if they can just go a little bit over 210, you're talking about a starting pitcher potentially, not like a Trevor Bauer, but, you know, it could be a Castillo or even just signing like a Taiwan Walker. You're talking about a starter, a reliever, and probably a bench bat or two. And you could do all of those things and stay under 230. So I think just spending the extra 15 to $20 million this offseason could greatly improve this team. So I'm still holding out hope that even though they're not going to go on a total spending spree, maybe they won't stay under that 210. Well, also, I, w- I wish I could. I I wish I could think that they will go over. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean we're the Yankees, but I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, what was I going to say? The the thing with the back end of the rotation now. So if you're going to go out and make a trade, and maybe they can still make a Hendricks trade, maybe Cincinnati comes to their senses and you know deals with us and not knowing that or knowing that they're not going to get Glaber Torres because oh, we clearly need him. Uh, mm-hmm. Like. I think it's funny on Yankees Twitter how people are saying, oh, I can't give up Clark Schmidt. Like, the Yankees are going to have to give up, like, two of two of those back-end rotation guys, I feel, for Cincinnati to feel comfortable or for the Cubs to feel comfortable. I mean, the Cubs just lost, you know, a lot of their pitching staff. You know, Lester went to Washington and you uh, Darvish to, to the Padres. So I feel like we'd have to give up Debbie and Clark, one of the two or both of them, right? I mean, and, you know, who – I don't know. There's just, there's just so many options and, you know, maybe Monty has to go like, there's so many options in the pitching rotation that have to be moved. And like Yankee fans are like, let's just stockpile arms, dude. Let's just stockpile. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Like we make fun of the Reds for wanting Glaber Torres, but then also at the same time, we can't keep all these young pitchers Mm -hmm. the way we want to. So I, I, I don't know. Yankee sweater is funny, dude. I don't think <laughs> some Yanks fans understand how good Luis Castillo is and then how good his like contract situation is. Yeah. Like he's under control for almost nothing for three more years until he hits like pre-arb, if I'm not wrong, or arbitration. I don't even something like that. But he 
He's nasty. And you, I mean, giving up a, like Clark Schmidt would be tough, but I mean, sign me up. I don't know how I, you guys feel. But if, if it takes Clark, Sch- if it takes Clark Schmidt to get that deal done, I'm, I'm throwing him in there. Like, am I going to bet on a guy? I'd almost do both of them. Like, yeah, no, I would, if it, it was up to me, <laughs> if it was up to me, I'm giving up Debbie and Clark for an already established guy. That's made an all-star team and had a pretty solid year last year. I mean, and you have him for minimum four years at yeah, the absolute worst. Exactly. <laughs> I, so, yeah, some of the some of the mock trades and stuff. I, yours are very good though. I I forget the one that I saw the other yeah, you'd day. You'd be having for, fun with that calculator. Yeah, I, I try. Here's the thing, because like I obviously you can't take the calculator as gospel. Like I even posted one the other day saying like here's why you can't take the calculator as like a hundred percent because like you get into negative value. So it was like theoretically the Yankees could trade Adam Ottavino for Zach Wheeler straight up because of both of their contracts right now, which would never happen in a million years. But like you see fans, like there's two ends of the spectrum. There's people who are like, yeah, just give up Glaber, like whatever. Like they're ready to give up on him after a 60 game season. It's like, well, like, yeah, like sure. Theoretically they could trade Glaber, sign a stopgap guy and maybe go after Trevor story next offseason, but you're just creating another hole. Like you're just like, it doesn't really, I think you're putting yourself at a disadvantage in 2021, but then there's other fans who don't want to trade anybody. Like I saw one, it was like, yeah, you don't trade Clint. Like he's generational. Like there's always starting pitchers. Like if anything, a starting pitcher like Luis Castillo comes around way less often. Way more generational. And I like Clint. I feel bad. I feel like his name always comes up in trade rumors. I do like Clint. But let's not remember, before the 60-game season, we were talking about him as a guy that was unplayable. He was brutal. Like, yeah. who forgets the Sunday night baseball yeah. game against the Red Sox? Like, he couldn't field. Like, he didn't have any trade value. Cashman tried to unload him multiple times. So, like, I'm I, more than comfortable with Clint being my starting outfielder. But if you're talking about going and getting a guy like Luis Castillo, I'm sorry, Clint. Like, I'll pack your bags tomorrow. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a question for me. Like, Luis Castillo is the bona fide 1B to Garrett Cole's 1A. And I, I feel Fuck the same yeah. way about Kyle Hendricks. He's a little less sexy. He's not a power pitcher, a strikeout pitcher. But I feel like to get either one of those guys in there, when was the last time – like, I know the Yankees hadn't had an ace in a while since Prime CC for bringing in Cole. Now they don't have a number two. What was the last time the Yankees had a 1-2 at the top of the rotation where you were like, boom, that's it? I, James I don't Paxton know. and Masahiro Tanaka. Yeah, like, no, but, like, <laughs> seriously, like, it's just like – I. I don't even I don't even know like it's not even like CC and Burnett were those guys like they were for one postseason in 09 but yeah. it's like I think you would have to go back to like the 90s dynasties like seriously so to get that top of the rotation I'm willing to trade a, a Clark Schmidt a Debbie Garcia a Clint Frazier I even said I'll trade J- Jason Dominguez I'm yes sorry. I'm on board I'm sorry. with that Listen, I'm on board with that <laughs> it's fun to watch the guy hit baseballs on Twitter but you look at our timeline it's right now do we need him when Garrett Cole's 35 and we have to decide whether or not we're paying Judge or Glaber or who else and everyone's aging or do we need him right now we need a pitcher right now so i i'm not saying i want to trade the guy for a bag of baseballs but if we're talking luis castillo i yeah, definitely consider I putting him on the table i really do dude 17 I, i'm down to ship him out too mm-hmm. i mean dude we don't even know if there's gonna be a season next year with with like the whole cba agreement and shit like these sides hate each other <laughs> yeah stop yeah, prospect hugging Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no nah, yeah i feel that um do you have any like like give us um i guess since the cast give us like your ideal castillo trade and an ideal hendrix deal if you could off top the castillo ones get 
a little crazy. And also, like, I, you can take these trade proposals and, like, I will not be offended if people are like, no, this sucks. Like, shout out River Red Blues. They always say your trade proposal sucks because it does. <laughs> you can try and be as realistic as you can be and it, it still might not make any sense. So, for Castillo, his value was super high. So, I think the best way to do it would be the Yankees going over 210 and saying, hey, we'll take Mike Moustakis back as a guy who could be a fifth infielder for the Yankees, a lefty bat. He's got three years left on his contract at like 15, 16 million, and the Reds might want to offload that. So if the Yankees took back Moustakis along with Castillo, then that would soften the blow of prospects. And you're, you're probably talking about like Clark, Clint, and like a couple other lower level guys. It might take might take Davey too, might take the Martian, might take Montgomery. I I don't know. It's tough. That's why I think to me, Hendricks, if he's available, is the guy because his cost is going to be considerably less. Yeah, but he he he's like making what fourteen a mil for the next three years, I think. Fourteen, yes. So that's the only tough. It's the thing too. But even even if you trade for Castillo, right? Even if you pay the exorbitant prospect cost, you send Clint, Jason, you know, Clark, whatever, and you get Castillo back by himself you're still just squeaking in under that luxury tax. So I think yeah, to, to trade for one of these guys, you're talking about a, a kind of a pipe dream either way, staying under 210. You could move Adam Adovino somewhere, theoretically, ship him and like Albert Abreu somewhere. That frees up $9 million, and then you could even have Hendricks come and sneak in under 210. But, I mean, I think the best course of action, and again, I agree with you guys, I don't anticipate the Yankees doing it at this point, is to just go a little over 210. I hope, dude. These players better not suck when they put on Yankee uniforms. I swear to God. (laughs) Kyle Hendricks fucking (laughs) comes to the Yankees and he stinks. I'm going to be so mad. But do you guys think Cash has a trade up his sleeve? Because I'm starting to. When when things got hot last weekend, I thought so. And I thought it was going to happen like around MLK Day or something. But as of late, I don't know, dude. Like we don't have any money to play with. And who, unless he can dump someone somewhere, I don't know what piece they. I don't know. I think it's tough for them to acquire Hendricks or Castillo. For sure. I do think something is coming. Do I think in my heart of hearts it's Castillo or Hendricks? No. But it has been more than a week now since the DJ and Kluber signings, and they still haven't cleared the 40-man spots. So I wouldn't be surprised to see, like, the other hot name on Yankees Twitter, which I'm, like, trying to talk myself into, like I eventually talk <laughs> myself into Musgrove, is Jameson Tyone, where I could see uh, it being – Another being, one! Uh, no, don't know, like that. No. I could see it being, like, three, like, lower-level 40-man guys to clear the spots, and they bring in Tyone, and Cashman's approach to the rotation is we're just going to throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks. It's just all guys coming back from suspensions injuries, which I would hate, but at the end of the day, I, I guess I prefer, it to, have to work I prefer it to adding nothing else, but I, I just want that number two guy so bad. Just like, and, and another thing I really like about Hendricks too is like, he's a soft contact guy. So people like people will look yeah. like you can tell the people who like hardly watch baseball, but like have like used baseball savant like once in their life, they go on and like, he throws 88. Like he sucks. Like look at the guy's numbers. He's been so consistent. He's good in the postseason. Three, one, two ERA in the playoffs. 298 ERA against the American League. And having that guy who's not a power pitcher that comes in and can just really pitch and throws a little bit softer to break up a power pitcher in Cole and a power pitcher in Seve like that, I think could be very valuable. So that's why I, I really do like Kyle Hendricks a lot. And again, I don't know if he's even available. He's on a very team-friendly contract. 
14 million a year for the next Cubs three got a years. bit of a fire sale going on. Though. I they think do. the Cubs are dumping their yeah, they're in a dumpster fire. If you right look now. at the Just Cubs, like the Pirates. That Cubs rotation is brutal right now. They have one of the worst pitching staffs in all of baseball after the Darvish trade. And mm. then I mean they still have that lineup, but they're gonna make their decisions. I think Bryant and Baez could get traded, if not at least one. They already let Schwarber go. I know he wasn't like a like a an integral piece per se, but I think they're gonna have to pick their their two guys maybe that they're gonna move forward with from that core. But there's gonna be more trades from the Cubs, and I don't see why Hendricks couldn't be one of them. Yeah, I mean you could sell him fairly high for what they have. I like that. I hear. Cri- Go ahead, go ahead, Rob. No, I was going to say, I like that trade that you put up uh, before. Obviously, we signed DJ, but you put, uh, I think I messaged you about it. It was Baez, Hendricks for Florial, Ford, Peraza, Schmidt, and Talkman. I mean, I guess on value. I would love that. I, I mean, I guess on value it works, but like, <laughs> that's just like the funny thing. Like, when I see trades and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, there's Give so many different possibilities. And Mike Ford this year, please. <laughs> I like, desperately we need another lefty bat. I've been Jock Peterson's Mike Moustakis, dude. Mike Moose. Listen, Moose. Yeah, listen. One, one of my buddies really push. want Jock at bad. Oh, What's his yeah. contract look like? I'm not sure. Do either you know what? Uh, He's got like three like? years at like 16 a year left. So like, would it be expensive as a fifth infielder? Yeah, but like, think about it in this way: that you're paying Mike Moustakis <clears throat> and Luis Castillo. 20 million combined this year. That would be awesome. Not bad. Not bad. Um, <laughs> you guys want to go around the league a little bit? Um, also, before we get into that, RIP to a lot of legends that passed away. I don't. I, we didn't mention it on our last pod, Tyler, but Tommy Lasorda had passed away, uh, Don Sutton, Hank Aaron. So it's just 2021 hasn't been a really good – I mean, and there was last year so many people that – uh, passed away, but Hank, I, I went back and I looked at Hank Aaron's numbers, dude, like 25 time all-star. I was like kind of shocked and like 4,000 hits and you got to think, and even like you could talk about like generational gaps of like different st- placed, um, you know, like whether the ball is juiced or not. Like the fact that this guy hit 750 home runs when the ball, like now we talk about how the ball is juiced and Manfred needs to fix it. Like mm-hmm. this guy was hitting like bombs on and he they showed his numbers against like sandy koufax absolutely ridiculous so i mean Mm -hmm. had to say that rest in power to those legends uh been a tough year but let's go on to the to some other league chat so the the whole like we talked about the mets the whole jared porter thing i don't put it on the mets so much like at all really like you shouldn't put it on the mets but i just (laughs) the cubs escaped from that they they can't uh, I just feel like, honestly, and this is, like, probably the first time I felt really bad for the Mets. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it's not even in their fault, and they're still getting, like, some flack from people that don't really understand what was happening with the story and stuff. So, I felt really bad. And what, like, just a freak sending, all, like, 62 unanswered text messages and stuff. That's like, absurd. Dude, oh, after, after catch like, a hint, bro. Catch yeah. a hint. After, catch like, a hint. After, like, three, you got to be like, all right, I'm pushing the limit right now. <laughs> like, Dude. three. I mean, uh, the fact that he opened his phone, like, 62 different times and shot his shot. Yeah. Like, just do better, men <laughs> out there. Like, do better. My God, that's a grown man. And I saw some of them were, like, in the middle of the day. Like, wow, this dude's probably, like, I don't know, like, scouting fucking pitching or Signing something. deals for the Diamondbacks <laughs> or signing deals yeah. for the Cubs. Like, what? I – 
I don't know. The the Mets had such a good week, Nick, and then like this shit happens, and you're just saying. I'm glad they acted like swift on it, though. Yeah, at least they weren't like we're launching a fucking Sandy Alderson acted investigation. As, Sandy Alderson acted as the GM before, so I didn't see the issue of him just saying, "Okay, unfortunate situation. We have no tolerance for this." Like Cohen snapped on it right on his Twitter, and then. He's like, we're cutting ties. And then Alderson could literally say, like, I'm sure maybe Jared Porter had a deal or, like, had something to do with the Lindor deal. But I feel like Alderson could Alderson could handle it. He got them to the World Series in 2015. Oh, yeah. Right. So. No, I mean, just when you think the Mets are going to have a normal offseason with competent ownership, something like this happens. And I think the, cra- I think the craziest part, obviously it's disgusting. Obviously the picture is disgusting. But I think the Ugh. 62 unanswered – might be worse. Like you get left on red by a girl one time. I feel like you feel it sixty-two yes. times. Sixty-two. Like how do you? Normal not, like, people, bro. Normal people do would you say, have "Okay." No pride. Like, <laughs> and he met this girl. It's not like he's like messaging his ex-girlfriend. Not that that like makes it okay or anything. But like, I can understand like the sense of desperation if it's a girl who like you at least dated. He met this girl in an elevator one time and sent uh-huh. off sixty-two. I can't even imagine what he was sending girls who he's actually dated. Oh, like that's my. unbelievable. <laughs> I think he was divorced. I think I heard. I heard yeah, I saw on a fan or something like say that he was divorced, or maybe that was like. But they read it off like a Wikipedia page, so maybe someone just like said it in there just to say. But I don't know, Jared Porter. That's he, bad. Yeah, he, I won't lie. He he's gross. Dude. I don't like Fucking to make judge. I don't like to make judgments on like people, but he did kind of like oh got him in the selfie photo that he took. All right, yeah, dude. Did, I'm never getting that pick out of my head. Oh my, he looks goodness. like a, a creep. Dude. Oh, it's serious dude, creep. This- selfie with the headband is nightmare fuel i saw i don't know if you guys saw someone photoshopped that picture onto cal ripkin jr's body and changed like the (laughs) the banner for his consecutive like 62 for 62 unanswered texts oh my god that's so funny yeah can't be taken open mouths i mean (laughs) the the, uh the Met, I mean, it's a little blip on their 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 2021 so far, but I'm sure once baseball gets started in spring training, I think Alderson and Cohen are professional enough, and they kind of got good head on heads on their shoulders, so they'll they'll get over it, and then we can go back to just trashing their baseball team and making fun of them in other ways for. That fans are so annoying. <laughs> they are very annoying. I saw someone's tweet that they were like, as a Met fan, some some Met fan tweeted like. It might have been your retweet, Nick. I don't even know. I could be wrong here, but um, it was a Met fan. And they were like, yep, same offseason as always. And we're like, dude, you literally just got fucking Lindor. <laughs> like, yeah. relax, they, it's, buddy. They, they can't know that their general manager <laughs> was a freak and sent all these things and was like a sexual predator. Like, they can't – they didn't know of it. If anything, like, we should be talking about how the Cubs uh, – and the, the This Cubs happened five then, years ago. Yeah, and then the whole ESPN thing. I know, like, WFN is going crazy because Craig, uh, Craig Carton and um, and Passon are, like, going back and forth because Passon was sitting mm-hmm. on the story and stuff. But, I mean, it all depends on how the the woman felt about when uh, to send out the, the story. Like, I completely understand. Yeah, I don't think she wanted to, like, yeah, no, it to be public either. No, yeah, I get ever. the story not coming out. Like, I totally get that. Like, you can't release that without her. Like, that's totally on her to decide when she's ready. But at the same time, if you have that information in your ESPN, don't you think you could low-key pass it along? Yeah, to, to, the, to the organization. Like, like, how is he able yeah. to move up the baseball ladder these past couple years? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't – like, you couldn't anonymously be like, listen, like, I would think twice about this guy 
he's known for being creepy to women. I, I don't know. That's just me. Obviously, yeah, I've never been you. handed a piece of information like that. But I feel like in those five years, who knows how many other women he, he victimized. And, of course, that's mm-hmm. not on the victim for not coming forward. Because, like you guys said, it, she, you know, she never has to come forward. She didn't want to. It's brave of her at this point to do so. But for ESPN to do nothing about it these past couple of years, that just doesn't sit 100% right with me. Yeah. I, yeah I, bad I, luck yeah. for ESPN. Bad luck for the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um. Moving on, more stuff. Padres got stacked. They still add adding all these players and Padres. You know, they, they look filthy, man. They look good. Um, they kept every one of their top like whatever prospects. Yeah. <laughs> Explain that to me, dude. The Yankees would never happen. I yeah. just I don't get it. Can can we also talk about uh, how we mentioned it last week, Tyler? Can we also talk about how still annoying Trevor Bauer and his agent are? I. Did what you come they, out with a song last night? I, I don't even... Is that I, a real thing? I yeah, haven't no. listened to it, but I heard it's something. I hate him. I can't stand him. Yeah. He, he needs to go to the Mets, so he, he, he needs to go to the Mets because I don't believe that his 20, uh, 2020 was really... Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm a hater, but, like, I really don't... What, what was the numbers that we saw before, Tyler? Gosman, and you compared his numbers to Trevor I mean, Bauer, and they were Bauer, almost identical? Not like ERA is, like, a, you know, that precise of a pitching stat but his ERA has like it, never been under it's been under four like twice in his career and he had us he had obviously this year like an unbelievable 12 game stretch but let's like relax on like the 40 million a year bud like you know take that somewhere else go to Japan if you want that <laughs> I'm not I don't the thing with Trevor Bauer and you guys are right I I think he's better than his career numbers, but I don't think he's as good as his 2020. Like I'm not going to take his 13 starts in 2020 against the NL central. And granted he was great in that playoff game against the Braves who have one of the better lineups in baseball, but I'm not comfortable handing a guy a long-term deal like five, six years. Like I think he's going to get when this is his track record. I know the theory on him is maybe like a Patrick Corbin where you're paying him on what you think he's going to be and not what he's done. But I'm sorry, I don't think he's a fit in New York. And I'm not trying to cry and whine about clubhouse fit and personality. I just think it's not a fit. I don't think getting in Twitter fights with people is going to play as a New York Yankee. It's just not. He's been in small markets his whole career. Even after the Reds. Well, what, what do you think about the Mets? Because, I I mean, it, I'm pretty sure we're out on power. But, like, what do you think of, like, the Mets? I, I think feel it's like, like you- Mets, Dodgers, Padres, Angels, maybe. I think that depends on what the Mets are trying to build. I think he fits in with Wilpon Mets culture, which is yes. a show and a laughing <laughs> yes. But I don't think to be yep. I don't know that he fits there either. I think that they have their own good thing going now. I think they have like kind of like Pete Alonso stepping up. They have Cohen as the owner, you know, just bringing in competency. I'm I don't hate Pete Alonso. <laughs> I hate Mets fans who try to force Pete Alonso on me as some kind of superstar, like comparing him to yeah. Aaron Judge, which is utterly ridiculous. Pete Alonso is the third best first baseman in New York, by the way. It's Luke Fulton, even, Tom Smith, yeah. Pete Alonso, one, two, three, <laughs> yes. in that order. Yes. I genuinely believe that, like half heartedly, like kind of joking. But I did you see the uh, MLB Network's like top ten uh, first baseman or whatever? He was like it's, seventh. Now yeah, the, the shredder, which I usually uh, don't like, but I like when they put Luke Voigt at, at third in the league at first base. Yeah. I love that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I love that. Luke Voigt is extreme. Can we talk for just a second about how underrated Luke Voigt is? The oh, guy yeah. has been nothing but great when he comes to the Yankees. If you look at his numbers, they've been awesome. That includes the 50 games or so in 2019 when he came back and needed hernia surgery and lost all his power. And people are trying to say Jose Abreu is like clearly better than him. Voigt's four years younger. 
way cheaper, has the higher OPS, higher weighted runs created plus since becoming a Yankee. Yep. Luke Voigt is an absolute stud. And I'm not even going to lie, I threw his name in a couple trade proposals earlier in the offseason just because I thought we needed a pitcher that badly. But I now realize, like, Luke Voigt would just be such a big hole in the Yankee line. He's a culture builder on this team, too. Like, he is 100. a voice in, this, in that clubhouse. Dude, how refreshing is it to have a guy – on an injury-riddled team who tried to play through a hernia in 2019 and was literally limping around the bases this year leading the league in home runs. Yeah, you can't beat that. You foot. just can't beat that. Nope. Uh, let's see what other news we got going on. Um, oh, oh, how hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Let's, sure. let, let's chill see, down I, there on I that know, tweet. <laughs> I let's know you chill out on that tweet. Dude, I'm excited to be on a now contender. Get the hell out of there with that garbage, dude. Are you serious? Like, if you're trying to slight the Yankees, I understand. You are we know that they hate them. each other. <laughs> we know that you hate them. But don't immediately come out. Like, who knows, like, what the hell happens? Like, you could get cut, like, a couple starts in, or, like, they don't even want to pitch you, like – why don't you pitch some games and see how your spring training goes before you insult the 27-time world champions? Like, uh, we're not in contention. Were you not on the team last year? Like, you're just mad because, you know, Aaron Boone screwed up your, your I can't wait till Clinton hits an absolute nuke off of oh him my in October. God. Oh, my God. I, I'm so excited for the Yankees to match up with the Minnesota Twins next year it, it, or this year. It is like, you can't even put it into words. Like I'm so excited after that. Dude, Nick, if there's I, anything I've done more this off season than ask Cashman to trade for a starting pitcher, it's slander J hat. I hate <laughs> that guy so fucking much. I saw this tweet yesterday and started no joke, maniacally like laughing to myself about <laughs> how much I hate this guy. Dude, we acquired him to be like this Red Sox beater. He loses us a game in the first inning, 2018, gives up a three run bomb to Martinez. The next time we see him in the playoffs he's given up a walk-off bomb to Carlos Correa then he whines all season long about how he's getting skipped on starts for Garrett Cole meanwhile he has an ERA over 10 to Hap's credit he ends up pitching kind of decently but dude I don't care how well you're pitching we're gonna skip you for Garrett fucking Cole every single time and then the playoffs he's bitching about how he didn't start the game he didn't feel like he was put in a position to win serving up meatballs and loses us that game a game where we could have had a chance to take control of the series. So I hate him so much. I had people in, in my mentions being like, it's a nothing quote. He's just saying how excited he is. Like, no, that was a direct shot at the New yeah. York Yankees. Hell yeah. Easily. I Easily. Hate J-Hap. I hope more than anything that he is in the Bronx starting ALDS game two, Yankees twins, and we put a 10 spot on him. That's oh. what I want more than anything. Imagine a brawl in the Bronx and because J-Hap threw like, at, at someone. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just Maybe. take off his hat, slap him on his bald ass head. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, that was absolutely insane. Um, the, I guess uh, he's got balls for how much of a, like, a little, like, uh, a puss he is. <laughs> like, every playoff start, that dude just looks shook. Yeah. Um, Whatever. The, uh... The Blue Jays make deals and they get the George Springer UConn guy. I'll be honest. I've kind of, I've used to be like kind of proud that he was uh, from UConn and he was like a good player for us. And then uh, he was a Houston Astro and he was cheating and banging on trash cans. And now that he's on Toronto, it makes it easier to hate both of them now. So, um, and everyone was saying, uh, you know, are we scared of Toronto? I, it's still our division to lose at this point, especially after what Tampa Bay has lost uh, this offseason, in my opinion. And I'm sure you guys feel the same way. 
but yeah, Blue Jays are getting better. I would have been much more nervous if they got Brantley, but you know, <laughs> that ended up not that ended up falling through, and he went back to the Astros on a two year deal. So like, what what do you guys are you are you scared of uh, of Toronto? Because I mean, they're they're on their way. I'm not necessarily nervous now because it was a 60 game stretch last year that they played, and I would like to see them for a longer period of time. But they're on their way of coming back with young talent, and Vladdy Jr. dropped like drop the piano and he like he's now skinny yeah, finally so, so now what do you guys think of the toronto like i think they're they're on their way of being like a threat to us but not necessarily now am i really scared with them like they still have ryu who had a really good year last year and their pitching staff is kind of missing a little bit so maybe they can make another deal but who knows maybe they'll get bauer or something i don't know yeah i mean i'm not scared of them this year i think they're going to be good in the very near future like i think they could be as early as 2022 depending on their yeah. pitching situation i don't think they're done i think they've been linked to paxton that's a move that makes a lot of sense for me maybe they try and throw the bag at bauer and get him but no it to me you said it rob it's our division to lose even if the yankees do nothing else ability wise are the best team on paper i'm more scared of the rays than i am the blue jays because the rays even though they lost snell and morton i think that's significant you know how the rays are they're just going to plug in guys that are just going to end up throwing 200 innings with a three ERA just because. So uh, listen, I, I do think it's our division to lose. I'm still a little bit worried about the Rays, especially given it looks like they actually have a lineup now for the first time in who knows how long, but no, the Blue Jays right now don't concern me unless they added like three more pitchers. I'm not concerned about Toronto for 2021. Yeah. I agree with the, with uh, what the both of you are saying. I do think that Toronto's kind of in, a similar situation that the Yankees are in, except theirs is like kind of a notch down, if you get what I'm saying, because they have their, their I don't want to say ace, but they're, they're number one in Ryu, in Ryu. And then, like, they have a lineup. They can hit. They got they got a top of the, a, a pretty decent lineup, I'd say, in the AL compared to, you know, I mean, everyone else out there. But they have no pitching. They have no bullpen. I think that's where we get them a little bit, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not too nervous about Toronto right now. I mean, I could be uh, two months into the season. Yeah. We could be talking about, we could be talking about some, uh, some, you know, players that they got that come out of nowhere and start playing well. So, but we got, we, we got to keep our eye on them. You know, we gotta, we gotta keep a safe distance. Uh, so uh, other moves, we said the hap thing, screw you, buddy. Uh, Kyle or uh, not Kyle Hendricks. Um, Liam Hendricks to White Sox. We talked about that. Uh, Lester and Schwarber to the Nationals. Um, so the where we go from now, I think now, obviously, we talk about, like, wanting to get another starter. But now, obviously, in my opinion, when we have the Kluber deal now, I think we kind of need to shift our focus more so to the bullpen. Um, I thought it was really funny how Rosenthal tweeted out the other day or, like, last week about the Brad Hand because I know he was a – he was a target and he was supposed to go to the Mets for two years. And then he's like, Nope, that's not happening. So maybe we can go back and steal hand, but um, that's a Yankee deal. I would love, I think the other one that was out there that was being rumored was maybe uh, Shane green. We could bring back, which I wouldn't be uh, too upset with. I think he, you know, he's pitched well uh, in his different spots now since, since he's been with us. And obviously we need bullpen arms after losing Canely and Holder. And did you see D Rob too? Where did he go? Did I miss that? No, David Robertson. He's gonna. He's trying to make a little comeback with the Yanks, with whoever. But that could be a little possible reunion. Well, he was I, on I the too. Phillies last year, wasn't he? With that awful historic bullpen. 
Was he? I thought he didn't. I thought he hasn't he, pitched since 2017. He got hurt. I don't know if he pitched at all last year, only the beginning of the season. But I think he's. I think he's coming off Tommy John too. So if he he would be a candidate to come back, like maybe in like August. Uh, so he's a guy that you would sign strictly for the hopes that he's there in the playoffs. Uh, you know what? Depending on the price, man, I'd probably go ahead. Give me a Rob action. I love him. Need him running out of the bullpen, ready to ready to fight some people like in Detroit. Mm-hmm. That was the greatest. Oh. Love that fight. That was a, that was a good fight. Dirt would scare me with Gary, though. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, would. Um, yeah. So, Nick, before we head off, is there any kind of like specific things that you're like thinking that I know you've had some uh, recent articles uh, that you've been writing about blogs, blog posts. So, like, what are you, to leave to leave it off? What are like the things that you're now looking forward to, for the Yankees to do heading up into spring training, and kind of what your thoughts are um, now going going forward. So realistically, I, I won't keep talking about Castillo and Hendricks because as much as I want those guys, I don't think it's happening. Uh, the two ways I could see the Yankees going from here without doing absolutely nothing are, number one, you know, signing a reliever, you know, whether it be uh, Shane Green, like you just said, or someone else. I think that there's a guy that they could get and sneak under 210. Um and then two, maybe a tie-on trade. But in terms of the bullpen, I don't think like the Brad Hand, Trevor Rosenthal, anything that's going to put them over 210, I don't think that's happening, even if they do end up trading out of, you know. I really think Brian Cashman looks at this bullpen. He looks at, you know, Nick Nelson, John from the Weisinger. I think he's going to look for these guys to step up because at the end of the day, you know, the Yankees do still have a very good back end of the bullpen in Green, Britain, Chapman. It got exposed in the playoffs because we played five games in five days and had legitimately no one else to go to. So we don't need a setup caliber guy. I would love a Brad Hand. I would. I don't think he's a need. I think what we need is guys who we can hand the ball to in the fifth, sixth innings of close mm-hmm. games and be comfortable with, or maybe taking the seventh if Green needs, needs a day off. So, I think that there's a move to be made, but if you look at how many relievers are still out there, I think it's kind of a game of musical chairs. I think Cashman's thought is I'm going to wait up until almost spring training starts and see what the biggest bargain I can get on a reliever. Yeah, there's more relievers out there than team spending right now, which, there's is, a a, ton, a which ton. is good for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, I think they do have a lot of faith in a lot of faith in Nick Nelson and Loisaga though. Mm-hmm. More than, more than they've, <laughs> I feel like they've shown us, but mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Hulk, because I asked Brian Hulk like a, a mailbox question, and he got back to me saying, you know, who's the Yankee poised for a breakout that might not be on people's radars? And he did say Nick Nelson. So, you know, he had some flashes last year where he looked good. So if he could be a guy, like I said, we don't need Pumps him to heat. be Zach Britton, but if we can go to Nick Nelson and feel, you know, comfortable that he's not going to pull an Adovino in Buffalo and give up six runs in an inning, then, yeah, by all means, oh my like, God. sign me up. And what if Herman oh. ends up being that like middle of the of the bullpen type of dude? Yeah, you know? it's not that could impossible. Be a possibility. I mean, especially for the playoffs. Look like what the Yankees did. You know, in two thousand nine, Jabba Chamberlain was like their number four starter all year. But come to the playoffs, they went three man rotation, and Jabba came out of the pen. So yeah, I don't think that that's something that's impossible. Whether that's a Herman, a Davy, a Clark, there's going to be if these guys could stay healthy, there's going to be an excess of starting pitchers at some point for the Yankees. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think that's definitely an option to see a starter or two move to the bullpen come crunch time. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where my focus has shifted definitely too. And then Cashman, I've said Cashman's been really good at, like, plucking out, like, lower-end bullpen guys and turning them into 
you know, he's done it his the whole past like six years now. He's he's been he's been really good at that. So, yeah, I th- kind of think that that's where we're headed. But uh, Nick, appreciate it, bro, coming back on. Look forward to having the season start, and then probably have you on during uh, during the year and like talk talk, you know, talk about it while the while the playing's happening. But um, yeah, man, really appreciate you coming on. Of course, boys. Thanks for having me, and hopefully we get to do this again soon. Hopefully we have the season starting on time and who knows maybe opening day will be uh will be in the bleachers who knows yeah we'll have we'll have to link for sure but yeah uh again nick appreciate it always a pleasure brother boys be good (laughs) um so go follow nick uh twitter handle is uh n costanzo i believe 24 go follow him on twitter uh subscribe to the pod give us a rate and review on apple Podcasts. we'd love to hear back Uh, what you guys think and also follow us on twitter at four savages and uh, once again subscribe and we will catch you next time